Hello, podcast land, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. Today's episode was recorded at the Edge Construction Studio in Columbus, Indiana on October 13th, the year 2022. Edge Construction is who you need to call for all of your construction needs. You can get a hold of Brian at 812-343-3035 and tell him you heard about him on the Sean B. Show. That's right. You need some site development done, some dirt work. All that stuff, Edge Construction can help you out with all of your construction needs. And now, we have a pretty good episode today, okay? Talking about some Thursday night football, talking about a new bet I'm doing with some division winners, kind of getting you forward on what we thought was going to happen as opposed to now what we think is going to happen and seeing how it goes. All right, good stuff here. Short episode. Enjoy it. See ya. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. What's up, podcast land? It is The Sean B. Show. Uh, We are here on whether it's iTunes or Spotify. Maybe you're listening on Google Podcasts. I'm I'm not sure where you are, but I am here in the Edge Construction Studio. Happy to be here. Short kind of podcast today. Not a whole lot going on, but a short pod. Because there are some things to discuss, okay? There are some things that just need to be talked about that I haven't talked about. I haven't done a podcast since before the last Thursday night game, which was the most atrocious thing I've ever watched with my own eyes, okay? Colts, Broncos, haven't talked about it yet. Won't get too deep into it because we're on to the next week. But the Colts, Broncos was just atrocious, it, nothing about that game got me excited about coming in here and recording on a microphone. And I realize I got to get better about doing that, whether I'm excited or not. I owe podcast airspace that I have been allowed my time to come and talk about things that I feel like should be talked about. The problem is nothing about last Thursday night should ever be talked about again. It should never be discussed again. It was, it was a win for the Colts. And we're going to take it. We're going to take it. We're going to run with it. Here's the reality. On Sunday, had Carson Wentz just done his fucking job, the Colts would be in first place right now. But Carson Wentz continues to find ways to fuck the Colts. Now, it's fun for me to sit here and and nab about Carson Wentz. It's fun for me to kind of, you know, give my little jabs or whatever. You know, as a Colts fan, we all do it. Some people supported Carson Wentz like myself. Other people wanted him out immediately. I was, I would have been on board had they signed him again for this year, but they went and got Matt Ryan, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know how that plays out. However, nothing about what I'm about to play for you is right. Nothing about this should ever be done by any leader in any capacity. Listen to this. And you guys have all probably heard this by now, but I haven't talked about it yet. I'm about to check this out. This is Ron Rivera after the game Sunday regarding, well, you'll hear it. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. The truth is that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. That's right. Ron Rivera throwing his guy under the fucking bus. Under the fucking bus goes Carson Wentz, and it honestly, like, 
We'll see how he responds tonight on Thursday Night Football in Chicago. But I, I had some conversations with other people in other types of leadership positions, and I get it. Carson Wentz is a professional. He should be able to take this criticism and go with it. The problem is if you're failing at your job and your customers are like, what's going on? And you're like, that motherfucker over there is fucking us all. What, what good, what do you gain from that? What do you gain from that? You're just burying this guy further. Look, Carson is a professional. He knows that he's underperforming. Like he knows that you can have that conversation with him behind closed doors, but to go in front of the media and say that it's just really, really bad. It's just really, it's in bad taste. And here's the problem in Washington is not just the quarterback. Okay. Ron Rivera exposed a, a, a bigger problem. In my opinion, in Washington, it's their fucking coach. If that's the sort of culture that's happening in front of the media, what the fuck is going on behind the scenes? Like, what are they doing behind the scenes? I didn't understand any of it. Like, why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead? Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead? Why do you think the teams? It's absolute dog shit. You just can't do that. Like you just cannot answer that question with this particular fucking guy over here. That guy right there is fucking our entire city, this entire locker room, and this entire organization. You can't do that. The reason Washington is not on par with anybody else in that division, who I believe are all overperforming, maybe with the exception of the Cowboys, is because they don't, it's a coaching issue. It's a whole roster issue. It's a team issue. Yeah, their offense is poor. They struggle to score 20 points. But to, to expose that breakdown in front of everybody on the planet, the entire world watched you throw your guy under the bus. What the fuck is going on behind closed doors that you're not showing the media? Every, the breakdown in leadership that you expose to the media is bad enough. What's happening? What, what are we not seeing? The commanders are in big-time trouble. Look, they played tonight on Thursday night football in Chicago. It's going to be in the low 40s in Chicago at Soldier Field, 8-15 kickoff tonight. I got I to gotta be honest. I don't. Carson Wentz is going to respond one of two ways. I believe both of those ways are going to be basically fuck this guy. He's either going to go off or he's just going to bury his head in the sand. And I don't think I had this discussion earlier. I don't think he'll do that to his teammates. I really just, there's a part of me that hopes Carson responds in a manner that is uh, just, just shut your fucking coach up. Just shuts your fucking coach up. <laughs> Washington at Chicago tonight, 8.15 p.m. on Amazon Prime. We don't get to watch it unless we have Prime. We, as in my household, does. Hopefully you find a way to watch the football game. Everybody loves football. 
<clears throat> we're really all just hoping for not another Thursday night sleeper. I was looking at the Thursday night football schedule upcoming, and it it continues to disappoint. Like it gets pretty good eventually, but you know, week six, Commanders Bears, Amazon paid big money for that. Week seven, Saints Cardinals, Amazon paid big money for that. Nobody fucking cares. Uh, week eight, Ravens Bucks, finally a decent game. Ravens Buccaneers week eight. That's on October twenty seventh. And then week nine, you got Eagles Texans. That's right, Amazon customers. You paid all that money. You pay all that subscription money, which between now and then you will have made another payment unless you pay it yearly. Then I don't know where when you make your payment, but all that money you pay for Eagles Texans. Week nine, November third. Let's go forward. Falcons Panthers, week ten. Fuck yeah. Week eleven. Titans Packers. Okay, it's a better game. Week twelve, Bills Lions. Okay, watch Buffalo kick the shit out of Detroit. Week 13, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Rams, week 14. I just, what I'm saying is you're not getting the marquee matchups on Thursday night that you get on Sunday night. Sunday night football this past week was exciting. It was a great football game. Okay, division opponents. I said it would be great last Thursday. I was jacked to watch Sunday night football this week. The Monday night football game was also an amazing game. Those primetime spots that have been there for a long time are getting that scheduling preference. Thursday night football, always been an NFL network thing. You would think that they would see that and try to schedule marquee matchups. And I'm, I'm looking. Let's, let's, let's go back to the beginning of the year. Let's put on our, our pre-week one headsets and see kind of what we didn't see. Bears commanders was never going to be good. Saints Cardinals, I guess, could have been good. Kyler Murray had still some high expectations, and a lot of people thought the Saints were going to be really good. Ravens Bucks was always going to be a good game. That's going to be a good matchup. Eagles Texans. The only thing you could have thought, I guess, is that the Eagles would be bad and that they'd be evenly matched. But the Eagles so far, so good. What's up with the NFC East? <laughs> A lot of people thought worst division or one of the worst divisions. I think everybody knew the AFC South was going to be atrocious. But the NFC East, a 5-0 and team, two 4-1 teams, and then the fucking Commanders, who we get tonight on Thursday Night Football. Now, I have put together a list of prop bets that I think could make this exciting to watch from a gambling perspective. I feel like there are, what do I have here? seven props that I really like. I did a lot of homework. I really like these seven prop bets. I'm going to list them now. This is on Caesar Sportsbook. If you're not betting on Caesar Sportsbook, you're crazy. Go do it right now because Caesar Sportsbook is tied to Caesar's Rewards. I'm a Diamond Elite member with Caesars, okay? I'd be insane to bet anywhere else. So Caesar Sportsbook is where I go and find these amazing prop bets and another big bet that I'm going to tell you about here in a minute. Thursday night football props tonight. Robinson over 46 and a half rushing yards. Look, six weeks after being shot, he comes back and in the game, most of the carries, most of the rushing load for Washington last week. Tonight, minus 125 to go over 46 and a half rushing yards. I love it. 
I love it. It's a low number. He's getting the bulk of the workload he did last week. Antonio Gibson's Antonio Gibson's load absolutely collapsed last week when Robinson came back. So over 46 and a half rushing yards. Absolutely love it. Remember, I don't bet unders. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start by we always have to preface everything. So why don't you have any unders? I don't bet unders. I don't like bets that can be dead at halftime. Minus 139, Justin Fields over seven and a half rushing attempts. And they had him at uh, over under at 42 and a half rushing yards. I don't think I'll ever pick a quarterback outside of Lamar Jackson and maybe Josh Allen to go over 42 yards. Justin Fields, minus 139, over seven and a half rushing attempts. Love it. Darnell Mooney over 45 and a half receiving yards. The commanders give up almost 200 yards to wide receivers per game. 190, I believe, is that number. Uh, no reason Darnell Mooney shouldn't get 45 and a half of those. 46. Minus 115 for Darnell Mooney over 45 and a half. Kyler Gordon over three and a half tackles. Kyler Gordon, Bears cornerback, hasn't had less than three tackles all year and only had three once was over three and a half in every other game this year, but, but one game Kyler Gordon over three and a half tackles plus assists. I love this bet. Uh, minus minus one sixty-nine. Terry McLaurin over 54 and a half receiving yards. I believe that I love this bet. I have Terry McLaurin on my fantasy team. And uh, we all know how that goes. My fantasy football wide receiving core in my family league has been absolutely dog shit. But over 54 and a half receiving yards, primetime football, Carson Wentz, maybe a chip on his shoulder. Terry McLaurin over 54 and a half. Love it. Cairo Santos over six and a half kicking points. Of course, you know, maybe this is some holdover from last week. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe I'm holding it over from last week because all I saw last week were fucking field goals. So last Thursday, the field goal game, seven field goals, only scoring in the game. Santos over six and a half kicking points. I like it. couple field goals and uh, maybe a cap on a Bears tud gets that done. McKissick over two and a half receptions. He's not gotten under three all year, so over two and a half. Especially, you feel like he's their he's their back. Okay, he's their Jarek McKinnon. Two and a half receptions. I had him. My original bet on McKissick was uh, for his longest reception over eleven and a half yards, and I thought eleven and a half is a small number. But you got who is essentially their third string running back, catches a few balls a game, caught five last week. Over two and a half receptions. I like that bet. Minus 148. Cairo Santos over six and a half kicking points is actually plus 102. That might be my favorite bet of all. So seven-way parlay, $20 to win 1320. Now, of course, you can bet those all individually at Caesar Sportsbook. Get them odds. Get that money. Okay? I just happen to like same-game parlays. I'm a, I love same-game parlays. Having said that, I'm struggling on same-game parlays. What I'll tell you is Monday night had a same-gamer. Chiefs, Raiders, all right? 
the only thing I'm missing, the only thing keeping me from hitting a big number on this same game parlay is I needed 38 more passing yards out of Derek uh, Carr and 24 more receiving yards from Hunter Renfro. And then it happens. Last play of the game. Last Raiders offensive play of the game. I believe the Chiefs had to kneel once, but either way. Last play of the game. You guys know the play. Carr lofts one up there. I know it, and, and, and people argue that that was going for Devontae Adams. I believe it was going for Hunter Renfro. Okay, but those guys collide and both fall. That ball hits the turf. The Chiefs win the ball game. I was so pissed off that the Raiders went for two. Not because I gave a shit who won. I didn't care who won. I almost never put the winner in my bet at all anymore. I don't give a shit who wins that game. I don't bet on the Colts. And if I ever did have a bet that included the Colts, I would always be just money line Colts. I don't I don't need anything else. I don't want to I don't want to have the Colts have to win a certain way. That's not how I handle my team. But they go for two. They miss it. So now I'm like, okay, this fucking game's almost over. They probably will get the ball back as long as they play good defense. And what I was thinking in a perfect world is actually the Chiefs went down and scored real quick, made it an eight-point game. Maybe they go for two, make it a nine-point game. They did it the drive before, um, and they missed it. So maybe they go ahead and go for two and put it kind of a two-possession game, whatever it is, get Derek Carr the ball back where he has to sling the motherfucker downfield. And it didn't quite work out that way, but it did end up that Derek Carr had to sling the ball down the field. And I'm like, okay, Renfro, there's a catch for nine. Renfro, there's another grab. We need 24 yards out of Renfro, 38 more out of Derek Carr, and then he throws a bomb. And as soon as he put the ball in the air, I was like, that's going Renfro's direction. Let's fucking go. And then immediately you see those guys collide, both hit the turf, fucking ball game's over. That was a big, that was a that was a big parlay. Let's see if I can get logged in here. Ah. That's probably not the right password. What was the right password? <coughs> That was a big one. So I had Devontae Adams to score a touchdown. Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. I wish I had Travis Kelsey to score four fucking touchdowns. But Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey to score touchdowns. Mahomes over 283 and a half. Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. Game over 51 and a half. Carr over one and a half passing touchdowns. Devontae Adams over 76 and a half receiving yards. And Marquez Valdez Scantling over 41 and a half yards. Those I hit. The two I missed, Derek Carr over 272 and a half and Hunter Renfro over 43 and a half. So, yeah, it was a sad night. Sad night to watch that last play go down. That last play hurt me more than it hurt a lot of, a lot of people. Didn't hurt me more than it hurt Raiders fans. So Raiders fans were pissed. That cameraman guy, he got kind of hurt. Devontae Adams might get in some trouble for that. You saw it. I don't know. I don't have the video to pop up and show on the stream. But if you saw that shove after the game, so he shoves the cameraman out of the way. From the angle they showed, it looked just totally fucking malicious. 
And then they showed the alternative angle, right, where it shows the cameraman running out in front of Devontae Adams doing his fucking job. All right? Like, I don't know how pissed off you have to be to assault a guy that's half your size and you know is not near as strong as you. Um, I have always had mad respect for Devontae Adams. And I'm not going to let this change that too much because I don't think the guy's a malicious guy. I don't think he's an asshole. I think this is a moment of very bad judgment. But what I hated even more was Devontae Adams' like piss-poor attempt at an apology. So now I'm like, God, is this guy an asshole? Because I, I didn't think he was an asshole. Okay? I wasn't on the Devontae Adams as an asshole train. I'm like, this is a moment of poor judgment. Devontae's going to get in some trouble. Maybe fine, prop, probably suspended. Fuck, now he's facing jail time. He won't go to jail. But the reality is, like, he's facing criminal charges because here's a cameraman who's like, I got shoved. I'm Fuck that. That guy assaulted me, and there's fucking cameras everywhere. Like, he's going to have to settle. I'm going to get fucking paid. I'm not hurt that bad because, really, I just fell down with my camera. Like, Go get your money. Fuck it. I said this last night on Mind Snacks. Chris and I were talking about it. And I, I, said, I said that. I said that exact thing. I said, go get your money. Talking about it to somebody else. And they were like, well, you're the same guy who said that you would give Aaron Judge's home run ball back. I said, I'm the same guy who said I've never been in that position. I think it's awesome that that guy gave Aaron Judge's home run ball back. That ball belongs with Aaron Judge. I would also be the guy, and not necessarily asking for monetary things, but I would be the guy that says, hey, man, I have this, you know, 62 ball, this record-breaking baseball. Like, I can keep it because it's cool as fuck. I don't feel like I should keep it, but I don't feel like I should just give it to you either. Like, I, 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 and I wouldn't feel that way. Maybe that's me, but here's the thing. The thing people don't think about, you, you know, you want to say, yeah, man, my, my heart says I'll, I'll do this. You know, I'll just give it back. My heart says I'll just give this back. You want to say, man, I wouldn't see that guy. I know he was having a moment of poor judgment. But then when you're faced with the opportunity to experience serious gain for something that has happened to you or for something that you've collected, you don't know. Unless you've been in that position, you don't know. This fucking camera guy is most likely going to settle out of court for a fucking payday. And he'll go on and forget about it. Or Devontae Adams will go on and forget about it because he doesn't give a shit. Like, he, he might feel bad. His image has, has been a little tarnished. Like, the image of him has been a little tarnished. Like I said, I don't think you can say in this, get that chicken. We talked about this, Reg. I don't think you can say that Devontae Adams is definitely an asshole for this. But what you can say is, man, there's a there's a character flaw there. You know, maybe you're being a bit of a bit of a baby. Maybe you're pissed off. You are pissed off. Okay, Monday night football, and and something went terribly wrong on that last play. As pissed off as he was, I think that kind of refutes my claim that that ball was going to Hunter Renfro. Maybe Devontae thought he was getting number three. 
I don't know. Whatever it was, shoves the guy. He's not happy. This is a, this is this is poor judgment. I I like I said, I can't let it cement in my head forever that Devontae Adams is an asshole, but definitely a moment of poor judgment. Um, don't know how I got here, but uh get your chicken. Exactly, Reg. <clears throat> so that's that. We have almost come full circle back to today with everything I wanted to talk about between now and then, then and now, whatever. What I want to do is kind of we're going into week six. I have assembled something that I'm going to start doing every week, and this is actually kind of exciting because I feel like I can get one of these, right? And then the number is going to go down as we go further into the season. But I'm making these early. I feel like I can get one of these. So every week I'm placing a $20 eight-leg parlay on the eight-division winners in the National Football League. I wanted to start this last week, but I didn't. It's a $20 eight-leg parlay. This particular eight-leg parlay that I've bet for this week is $20 to win $10,728. I have assembled an eight-leg parlay on who I think will win each division, who I think will come out with the crown in each division. Now, I have reasons for betting which way I did. I know that I played with this last night, and if you bet all the last place teams to come back and win the division, for like 10 bucks, you can get $2 million. So that's fucking chicken, Reg. That's fucking chicken. I keep looking up there like I'm looking at you guys, but actually you guys are right there. <laughs> now I can look up there and watch myself point. Yeah, there we go. Ah, not too bad on the delay. Not too bad on the delay of the things. Anyway. Eight-leg parlay, each division winner. I'm going to do this every week. I'll share this with you and be full disclosure with you guys. It's a $20 bet. This week's eight-leg parlay is plus 53542. That's $20 to win $10,728.41. Eight division winners, picked them all, parlayed them all. We'll do this every week for the remainder of the season. AFC East, Buffalo Bills are minus 700 to win that division. I said it at the beginning of the year that they would win that division, and I still believe that to be true, as do the sports books, as that is a minus 700 bet. Um, not a good bet to make by itself. Include it in a parlay. It doesn't really affect much. I said I'd include all eight teams, and I did. AFC West, I said Chargers at the beginning of the year. I do think the Chiefs are going to win that division now. They're just playing really good football. doesn't seem to matter too much. You miss Tyreek Hill if you're the Chiefs, but they have rebounded from missing Tyreek Hill. They have rebounded from the things that happened over the offseason, and they're playing really well. Travis Kelsey is a stunt. All right, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you can call him a tight end. Like, he's in that room. He doesn't even line up as a tight end. He lines up like a slot receiver, a little closer to the line than slot receivers line up. I know the man can block. But the reality is he's Pat's favorite target for Tuds last week. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. That's minus 260. Again, I began the season thinking that the Chargers would win that division. I'm going Chiefs at minus 260 in the parlay. AFC North. The best odds, or the odds, sorry, the odds favorite is the Baltimore Ravens. And I watched Baltimore win on Sunday Night Football. I do not think the Ravens are going to win that division at this point. 
I think the Bengals are going to win that division at plus 300. I like Cincinnati to have sustainable success. Look, it's the same Ravens we see every year. Okay? It's the same shit we see every year. They're really good. They should be really good. They barely win games. They blow games. I think Cincinnati's going to get it figured out. They've kind of slowed down on Joe Burrow getting hit and getting his fucking head taken off. Now I just think that he needs to establish his receivers a little better. There's too many targets out there. Too many targets out there. Okay? Obviously, you want T. Higgins back full strength. Got Tyler Boyd out there. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to draw every double team in the planet. And it shows. It shows. Look, he didn't use Jamar too much Sunday night. It it shows. That's the guy they're keying on. Tyler Boyd's got to be big. Open up that running game for Joe Mixon. I do think the Bengals win this division. That is plus 300 right now, and that's in the parlay. AFC South. How do you not think the Colts are going to win this division? Like, I know there are Colts haters. I know there are Colts haters. They're everywhere, okay? But how do you not think the Colts are going to win this division? Jacksonville looked good once. You can say they look good against Indy. Indy looked like dog shit against Jacksonville. I can't wait for this Sunday. Now, if Jacksonville wins Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium, I will probably change my mind. But Jacksonville just lost to fucking Houston. This may be the hardest division. It's the worst division for sure. It may be the hardest division to call. Like, at the end of the day, somebody's going to be the tallest midget. But who in the fuck is going to win this division if the Colts don't? And I honestly still think the Colts will. I think they have the best talent. I think uh, quarterback talent, obviously Trevor Lawrence is having his little kind of sophomore. He's getting there. Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. He's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar for quite a while. And he may drive them forward. We'll see how good. Colts are plus 165 to win that division. They are the odds favorite to win that division. And uh, that's what I went with. NFC. <laughs> Here's where I'm going to take a lot of shit. Uh, NFC East. Dallas Cowboys. I said it at the beginning of the year. I'm saying it right now, too. Dallas Cowboys. I don't think. And again, I could be very wrong. The Eagles look good. I'm not saying the Eagles don't look good. What I'm saying is I don't think their success is sustainable. They only beat Detroit by three. They escaped Minnesota. Like, their schedule's been relatively soft. Meanwhile, Dallas is 4-1 and one with a backup quarterback. Now, I said to somebody the other day, there's no evidence that Dallas is better off with Dak than they are with Cooper Rush. Dak's going to get his job back. Like, Dak's going to... Cooper Rush wants Dak to get his job back, and I'll tell you why. Because the minute Dak's on the sideline, Cooper Rush has zero margin for error. He's playing in every game with zero margin for error before every Dallas fanboy on the plane is like, watch play Dak. Better get Dak back in there, man. Hey, man, I mean, I know we're 4-1 with, without him, but get him back in there, man. Dallas' schedule also relatively soft. They did get through Cincinnati, but uh, I, I think Dak's, you're going to see Dak Prescott back very soon. Uh, I think Dallas wins this division. Look, they've, they've held it together. With the loss of Dak, everybody thought this team was so fucked. They've held it together. Dallas is plus 340 to win the NFC East. Not the favorites, but definitely my guys to win the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. 
NFC West. The odds on favorites in this fucking division are the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm getting really, really fucking tired of hearing about how the San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl contenders. I'm getting really tired of that. And I know they got close last year, and I know they find a way to get in this conversation every year. They've got a really good defense, and they've got game managers. Got Jimmy Garoppolo managing the shit out of that offense. Debo Samuel's really fucking good. But this team is so beatable, it's unreal. I think the Rams get it together. They're not very good to start, but I think the Rams get it together. Right now, they are my pick to win the NFC West at plus 200. NFC North, who else do you pick but Green Bay? It's got to be Green Bay. Got to be Green Bay. You got to go with the MVP. They're the the odds-on favorites. They're plus 105 to win the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers is going to get it figured out. They did lose to the Giants. The Giants are 4-1. Look, the Giants, it's exciting right now to be a Giants fan. It's got to be. New head coach. All of a sudden, you're getting the best out of Daniel Jones. This guy's been banged up, but he's the guy. Like, this is a good thing. The Giants, the NFC East is really exciting. The Giants could very well win that division. I think that anything that's sustainable is going to start to show up in these next few coming weeks. I don't know that the Eagles game plan has been sustainable. I think they run into a wall against Dallas. We'll see who starts for Dallas. I believe it'll probably still be Cooper rush. I don't think they'll rush Dak back, but they might, you might see Dak on Sunday. <clears throat> and of course the NFC South Tampa Bay is minus five fifty. Basically the sports books say they're going to win the division. So Bills minus 700, Tampa Bay minus 550. The sports books are saying, look, these are locks. Shut the fuck up. These are your division winners. Um, I went with, like I said, a couple of not favorites, you know, in uh, the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. And that's why this $20 bet pays so much. It's plus 53542. I'm going to make one of these every week, though. Okay? And it may be the same teams next week. It might be different combinations, but what I'm going to do is develop different combinations of this and that. We'll see what we'll see where we stand. We might not hit any of them. We might hit all of them. We're going to find out. I'm excited about that. Something to look forward to, something to track, and something to continue to talk to you guys about. If you guys are interested in sports betting, no two things. One, gambling, dangerous, a vice, a lot of fun, but a vice. I'm not going to sit here and promote people to go and fucking ruin their lives. I like to gamble. It's something, it's a hobby of mine. I like particularly have come into sports betting in the last couple of years, and I like to talk about it. It's a lot of fun. Went and recorded a lot of slot play last night. Got a lot of slot content. That was fun. Going to make some TikToks and videos out of that shit. Overall, not a good win, but got a few bonuses and uh, had some fun with it. So we'll see what kind of video I can come up with. Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday. Sunday. Unbelievable. Sunday. We're going to find out. I feel like this game is going to be very telling. 
I feel like this is an opportunity for the Colts to say, I know we started slow, but fuck you guys, we're doing this. I believe this is very telling. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. I know the Jags come in confident. They beat the Colts at home. They beat the Colts in Jacksonville. Now they've got the Colts at Lucas Oil. Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. That's just, that blows my mind. Jacksonville's just been historically bad, especially over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. Colts, Jags, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Sunday pregame show coming up. Um, There are plans in the works for those Sunday pregame shows to be really awesome. I don't know if I'm there yet for Sunday, but uh, definitely will be a Sunday pregame show. Uh, we'll talk about all the games, go down the list, go down the, the betting lines and some props, do some things, be a lot of fun. Going to be a fun Sunday of football, okay? Fun Sunday of football. The Sean B. Show's consistent stream schedule is coming. I'm thinking, I've always been thinking, I, Tuesdays and Thursdays, best times. I, I would love to do a show to do a podcast that aired every day, that dropped an episode every day. I don't think we're there yet. Could be, but not there yet. A lot of things factor into that. You guys may think that this is a life of grandeur and all that, but I actually have to work a real job. (laughs) But the consistency for the Sean B. Show coming up real soon. I cannot wait to just really get this. We got the ball rolling. The ball's going. Now we just need to kick this shit into overdrive. What I have are empty seats in this fucking room. I like sitting behind a microphone and talking about sports by myself, but I'd rather have other people that maybe even disagree with me. Throw a little drama in that shit. You don't need to watch as the world turns. I got you. Okay, I got you. Indiana Pacers get a preseason win over the Knicks last night. Even more exciting than that, Benedict Matherin with a gigantic windmill slam. They showed that uh, on the highlights. It's going to be fun to see how that kid develops. The new rookie, Benedict Matherin, could work his way into the starting five. You got to think Halliburton, Heald, and obviously Miles Turner are going to be guys in that starting five. Duarte, maybe. I mean, maybe Benedict Matherin with, uh, in there with, Chris Duarte, with Duarte. I, we'll have to see. How that works out for the Pacers. Season starts next Wednesday. They got a couple more. Well, they got one more preseason game against Houston. That's tomorrow night at home. Start off Wednesday the 19th at home against Washington. Friday against San Antonio. Saturday against Detroit. All at home. The Pacers don't travel till Monday, October 24th, and they go to Philadelphia. So starting off the season with a three-game homestand. <laughs> Indiana Pacers basketball is back. Indiana Hoosiers basketball starts November 7th. Of course, they just had Hoosier hysteria last Friday. Obviously, got to start off with the cupcake schedule. Morehead State comes to Bloomington. Beth Dane Cookman comes to Bloomington. Then Indiana travels to Xavier November 18th. Uh, Miami, Ohio, blah, 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 blah. Jackson State comes to Indiana November 25th. You'll know Jackson State because that's where Coach Prime coaches football. And then, of course, the Big Ten ACC Challenge, November 30th, then Bloomington, the North Carolina Tar Heels preseason poll 
number one, North Carolina Tar Heels coming to Bloomington. Couple Big Ten games, got Arizona and Kansas. It's a, I'll be honest, it's a good, it's a good non-conference schedule for the Hoosiers this year. They've got some games in there where, you know, they're the tune-up games, the, hey, Moorhead State wants to make a few bucks. Let's bring them up to Bloomington, give them some exposure. Uh, same with the other teams. You go to Xavier, Xavier Big East team. I like the idea that, I like the idea that Indiana scheduled Kansas. I like the idea that Indiana scheduled Obviously, North Carolina is a Big Ten ACC thing, but you've got Arizona in there. Like, there's a good non-conference schedule for the Hoosiers this year, and it's going to give you a better opportunity going into the Big Ten season to see who they are. Of course, we expect the Hoosiers to be really, really good. Um, I I absolutely love the projected starter. Uh, Hood Shafino projected to come in as a freshman. Uh, Xavier Johnson at the point. Miller Kopp. Small forward. Cop has been a little inconsistent for me, but uh Race Thompson and TJD underneath gonna be great. I'm 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 really, really jacked about IU basketball this year. And of course, we say that every year, but this year is a little more exciting. You got Trace back. Trace might be Trace at his best at his best could be the best player in the country. So we'll see how that goes. And of course, Indiana Hoosiers football at Maryland, or I'm sorry, against Maryland this Saturday in Bloomington. 3.30 game on ESPN2. There's an outside shot that the Hoosiers will win six games. Of course, she started 3-0, Illinois, Idaho, Western Kentucky. They've blown three in a row. The Nebraska game, God, they should have won the Nebraska game. <laughs> but you got Maryland and Rutgers next two opponents, next two Saturdays. Maryland is one and two in the conference, four and two overall. Rutgers 0 and three in the conference, three and three overall. Number 10, Penn State. Number two, Ohio State. You're going to Columbus to play Ohio State. They say we always play Ohio State tough. You're going to the horseshoe, man. And you got Michigan State, which uh 0 and 3, 2 and 4. Winnable game. And then Purdue. Obviously, Purdue's played really well this year. I, I say really well. They've played somewhat well. Two and one in the conference, four and two overall. Rivalry game. Doesn't matter how good these teams are. It's Indiana, Purdue. It's a rivalry game. So you look at Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan State, possibly Purdue. Grab those four wins. Guess what? You're seven and five. You're going bowling. And nobody thought that would be the case this year. But I, I'm, I'm, I, everything I say is from the positive side of this, right? So Indiana Hoosiers football, I, I see an opportunity to, to, to go bowling despite how bad things have been. Offensive line coach fired. Offensive line looks like they couldn't block pumpkins. It's really bad. But Indiana football, opportunities are there. Got to snag them. Got to snag them. Oh, man. That's our rundown. Thursday night football tonight, Washington at Chicago. Of course, it's a pick game on the money line or on, on the uh, on the spread. I believe the money line favors the Bears slightly. Slightly. Let's go look. Yeah, pick them on the spread. Money line, uh, Bears are minus 105. Commanders minus 115. 
trying to figure out, is Washington a slight favorite? That looks like Washington might be a slight favorite. It's a pick em. I mean, it's a pick em. You know, 115 to 105 is nothing. It's a pick em. A lot of people saying bet the under. I don't bet unders, okay? But these two teams can't play fucking football. They don't have offenses. Under, over, under being at 38. Uh, I don't bet unders. And I won't bet that over. Not with these two offenses. Only offense in football worse than the Bears. Don't want to talk about it. This has been the Sean B. Show. Listen, I am excited for football. It's upon us again. Thursday night football tonight. Bears commanders. I am out. That's it. The Sean B. Show. Look. Nope. That's it. We're done. You guys have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much for spending your time with me, and uh, we'll get this podcast uploaded. And uh, be ready for Thursday Night Football. See you soon.